Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about and writing about and thinking about the righteous wild abandon with which Mary anointed Jesus. Now, yesterday I wrote about and podcasted about how my Bible study ended with me coming to a settled conviction that though some of the smaller details seem to vary from gospel to gospel, the incidents recorded in Mark 14 and Matthew 26 and the one recorded in John 12 are speaking of the same incident. I had explained how I'd come to that conclusion after, for a time, initially believing the opposite. Now, after I finished sorting out the incident itself, there is the theological point to consider. I got to thinking about Mary and her vial of nard worth 300 denarii, thinking about letting down her hair to dry Jesus' feet. And there is much to consider here. In the first century, there were a lot of smells People were unwashed, clothes stank, odorous professions like potters, tanners, and dyers of purple operated. In fact, when I was studying about Lydia and her profession as a seller of purple, I learned that the purple came from a small murex shell, or some say perhaps a plant. If Lydia was using the shells, They had to percolate for a few days before they could extract the purple. Can you imagine barrels of putrefying mollusks permeating the air? There were ordinances made in towns that said such operations had to be established outside of town um, for dyers of purple and potters too. To combat all the stink, women carried perfume in little alabaster flasks. Archaeologists have discovered tons of these little flasks or bottles. They were an extremely common item. Alabaster was from alabastron in Egypt. It was a less permeable material than clay, but was softer than marble and easily formed into boxes or flasks. It was a usual carrier for perfume. The alabaster container of perfumes usually had a narrow neck, and when the woman was ready to use it, could easily break the neck to drizzle the perfume. In Mark 14, we read that the woman, who we know is Mary, broke the vial and poured it out over Jesus' head. Mary was said to be carrying nard or spiked nard. Nard is a plant that produced perfumes and ointments that were very costly and precious. As we read in Song of Songs 112 and 4, 13 to 14. The liquid is extracted from a plant that grows in the Himalayas, so it's expensive to import but it smelled so good. Even Pliny mentioned how costly the perfume was 
And in his natural history, he wrote, Nard holds a foremost place among perfumes. Mary is described as having about a pound of nard, and that's about 12 ounces in today's measurement. Some women held spiked nard aside as their dowry. It was so expensive. It had a permeating smell, was very pleasant, and as scripture says, was costly. In the first century also, culturally, women wore their hair up. If a woman wore her hair down in public, it indicated she was loose, usually a prostitute. The Lexham Bible Dictionary says, Paul approved of long hair for women, but considered long hair for men disgraceful. 1 Corinthians 11, 14 to 15. A woman's unbound hair and the act of letting it down often had sexual connotations and could serve as the mark of a loose woman. Now, as I said, that was a quote from the Lexham Bible Dictionary, which is in turn quoting Cosgrove's um, journal, A Woman's Unbound Hair. What Mary did well, of letting down her hair and pouring out the nard and wiping Jesus's feet with her hair was highly socially immodest. Outside in town, a woman with loose hair was grounds for characterizing her as loose. But inside Simon's house at that moment, Mary's act of letting down her hair to wipe Jesus's feet was, quote, a monument of sacred devotion. As theologian Frederick Danker said of the woman in Luke's gospel, we can say the same of Mary. It was a monument of sacred devotion. Doing what she did, as far as being socially immodest, was akin to standing up during the church service and taking off her shirt. So Mary's willingness to pour out her most precious and expensive possession on Jesus is a signal of her deep devotion to the one who is greater than all possessions. Her abandon in cleaning Jesus' feet with her hair, thereby, quote, exposing herself, unquote, as it were, is another signal that to her, social conventions mattered less than humbling herself at the feet of Jesus, her Messiah, in that moment of overwhelming love. Mary's love for Jesus sought outward expression that words could not convey. We remember another wildly abandoned moment of extravagantly righteous display in scripture, and that was when David danced before the Lord. 2 Samuel 6.14 says, And David was dancing before the Lord with all his strength, and David was wearing a linen ephod. That's an undergarment. So David didn't care. He was almost naked and seen as naked by the bystanders. In fact, his love display so disgusted his wife, Michal, that she told him heatedly that David was undignified 
and that he had shamed himself before even their female slaves, apparently the lowest of the low in those days. David countered that he was celebrating the ark's return. He was celebrating before the Lord in gratitude, and he'd do it again and go even lower if he felt so necessary. Michal's rebuke was made void because the scripture then says in 2 Samuel 6.23, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Apparently, the lowest of the low for a wife, especially a king. So back to Mary. She was feeling it at that moment. She knew the Lord was going to die soon, and her grief knew no bounds. It was as deep as her love for Christ was high. Yet, Mary was scolded by all the men present at the dinner. The disciples had missed the point. They were indignant and chastised her vehemently. But Jesus rebuked the disciples for their error, saying, Leave her alone. Instead, Jesus accepted Mary's devotion and worship. In fact, he said her act will be talked about whenever the gospel is given. The situation at Simon the leper's house can't be replicated in our day. It was a tense moment as the crucifixion drew near, with Jesus' incarnation about to end. I'm not suggesting that we all go around socially immodest or extravagantly wild, but I do ponder the abandon to which Mary showed her love for Christ. When we have overwhelming feelings of love and passion for Christ, how far are we willing to go in expressing it? Would we trade our most prized possession? Would we risk looking foolish? Would we risk scolding and rebuke? Now, I'm preaching to myself because at this moment, I'd have to be honest and say no to all those possibilities, which is a shame on me. I'm not an extravagantly emotional person in public, but even in private, would I... Well, on this day of thanksgiving, we can show Christ our love, our deep, deep love for him in a myriad of ways. The main thing is to worship him in ways that express our devotion to Jesus, who is the most precious in the entire universe. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thankful for you listeners. Thankful for the ability to read, speak, and write of our precious Jesus. Have a wonderful day.